You are now listening to the I Should Have Captain podcast. I hope you enjoy this coming FPL season between 2021 till 2022. Let's go. Welcome once again back to another FPL season. And I'm super excited for this one. Um, we hopefully will get a COVID-less season. Hopefully, obviously, with all the Delta variants and all the craziness that's going on, things could always still change. But hopefully, with a lot of stand, uh, with our fans back in the stands, hopefully we can get back to a regular-ish type of FPL season. Um, quick thing as we're going to go along, there's a bunch of games that are going to start. Arsenal against Brentford leading us into opening the season and I wonder why they would do this to Arsenal. I really think Arsenal are just probably one of the worst teams to open up an FPL season with. But if you think about it, if you're looking for banter, you start at Arsenal, you know, A4 Arsenal, that's where you start. Anyways, uh, Arsenal, Brentford, Brentford being at home, of course, a lot of people are looking at Ivan Tony. I think he's one of the most owned strikers in the game at 30%. So it's, he's really well owned. Of course, he did a wonderful, he had a wonderful season at Brentford and he's brimming with confidence with all the things he's saying um, in the news or what have you. So at 6.5, Ivan Tony is someone to look out for. I personally do not have any Arsenal players in my FPL team considering Arsenal, but if you wanted to take a punt i think pepe might be the one obamayang did not look anything in preseason and the only reason by the way i want to put a caveat to that pepe pick the only reason was because he had a fantastic end to his last season the expectation is that he would pick up right where he left off but i do want to caution this is arsenal we are talking about it could end up in tears so certainly be careful with arsenal assets i do not think currently as presently constructed that they've improved in any significant way compared to where they were last season. Understandably, um, my man Arteta has had an opportunity to sit with the team a little longer, but I don't see anything that's changed. Um, yeah, anyways. Ah, oh, Arsenal. It's going to be a long season. Manchester United at Leeds. So, of course, you've got the um, regular suspects at Manchester United. You've got Bruno, number one pick at 12 mil. I'm going to do a huge gamble where I'm going to start the season without him. Again, if you listen to any of my podcasts in the past, um, you know I do not have an affinity for Manchester United players, but Bruno has always been points FC. But this season, I'm, I'm willing to see what it's going to look like with Sancho um, and, of course, Cavani up front. I've not seen him in preseason, so I'm not really confident that they will all gel very well right away. But you know what? It's points FC that we're talking about here with Bruno. The other side to that, of course, the obvious pick is also Luke Shaw. He had an amazing Euros. He's on set pieces and his crossing has just been fantastic every time I've seen him in the last couple of games, especially even um, when uh, in preseason as well. Uh, and I believe it was the dismantling of Everton at 4-0. And Luke Shaw played very, very well. Obviously, the man of the match was Matic. But I think Luke Shaw also played very, very well. And he had a cross uh, for the corner that went to Maguire. Obviously, uh, Maguire is also another pick uh, from Manchester United. On the lead side, um, of course, you've got, again, the usual suspects, Bamford, Rafinha. But I do want to quickly highlight a gentleman named Firpo. He was bought from, I believe, Barcelona, um, 5.0. Um, he's a left back and he's amazing, quite frankly. Um, I don't like his price at five, considering he plays for Leeds. 
but that also tells you his attacking intent um, is the reason why he has 0.5 above every other Leeds defender. So at five, he's the most expensive and understandably, he's also one of the most attacking from that back line. Keep in mind, quick thing to mention, keep in mind, Dallas, Stuart Dallas, who was a standout defender last season, is classified as a midfielder this season at 5.5. So Dallas is at 5.5. He's expected to play in midfield as usual. Um, if he was reclassified again as a defender, 5.5, that would be excellent as a pick, considering where he plays. But the FPL gods have realized and corrected their error. Quick thing to also mention in terms of Leeds, Harrison was bought from Manchester City. Uh, he was an amazing player last year, eight goals, 10 assists. He is now priced at six. I think personally, if he can maintain that same form from last year, he might actually be better value than Rafinha at 6.5. Just a value perspective. Keep in mind, Rafinha scored six, assisted 10. So really in terms of an output, Harrison had more for less money. Of course, uh, Harrison is just not as popular. So that's eight goals, 10 assists for Harrison. And Rafinha had six goals, 10 assists for um, Leeds last season. So you can see essentially... I think Harrison would be the better value pick. But again, it depends on who gets a hotter start. Um, I also don't think it might be a good idea to start off with them. But as we saw last year, Leeds did pepper Liverpool to start off the season. So anything is possible with Leeds, especially with Bielsa at the helm. Burnley against Brighton. I mean, again, Burnley is one of the best defenses in terms of value um, just for you to get. Um, of course, the usual. Loughton, Taylor. I'm taking Taylor to start. Um, I think he's the preferred left back to Peters but of course uh, Taylor was injured a lot last season I may end up switching my pick to Loughton at the last minute just considering there is no one to um, battle with Loughton on that right back side Bartley is, is a class is like he's accepted that he's the backup um, so Loughton his position is secure it's just that Peters and Taylor will maybe duke it out but Taylor is the preferred pick um, I think so far in what I've seen Chelsea and Crystal Palace as we all saw a couple of days ago uh, Romelu, well, yesterday I should say, Romelu Lukaku has come into the FBL game once again, priced at 11.5, 11.5. Not terribly surprised by that. Expected him to be maybe around 11, 10.5. I was hoping for a 10, a miraculous 10. But of course, they've given him the respect he does deserve considering he's one of the leading strikers in Europe. Just won the Serie A and he has played in the Premier League before for multiple seasons so understandably he is priced at 11.5 i knew for sure he wouldn't be a 12 though uh, considering what you have to do the season before to get 12 so at 11.5 is the excellent value i do not know especially starting the season uh crystal palace he might be he might not but i think i'm gonna go with lukaku at 11.5 i think that's probably one of the best striker picks certainly more value than kane at this time um, especially with kane's future not um, clearly defined with what's going on at Manchester City. So I would go Lukaku. I would also go Havertz if you wanted to try out a Chelsea midfielder. Had Ziyech not gotten injured, he would have been the obvious pick to take out at Chelsea. He has had a wonderful preseason. In fact, a blistering preseason. Scored in the Super League, uh, in the Super Cup against Villarreal as well. And over the um, preseason, he's just been fantastic. But it seems like he's got a shoulder injury, so he's likely to have missed the first couple of games. So in his absence, we may have to go Havertz um, or maybe even Pulisic. But again, um, my pick there would be Havertz. I wouldn't touch Mount at all. Um, he's just 
I would just wouldn't touch Mount. Considering he's got, what, six goals, seven assists? Mount is just a consistent performer, always below 10. Um, so the season before that, seven goals, six assists, and now six goals, seven assists. I just wouldn't touch him. It just It's just not enough. Unless his output suddenly increases to a point where he's essential, I certainly wouldn't touch Mason Mount at this time. In defense, I look at Chelsea and everybody now is a little bit overpriced. Um, Rudiger at 5.5. I don't know. Again, my con- my sense of overpriced, considering Chelsea's defense, is a bit warped. Last season, Rudiger was 4.5. He's been jacked up all the way to 5.5. That's his Luke Shaw territory. Again, certainly clean sheets because it is Tuchel and you've got Mendy and Kante, but still 5.5 for a Rudiger to me seems rich. So I'm probably going to ignore for now until I see a steady stream of points um, from Chelsea. Uh, I wouldn't touch Chilwell because of course we saw Alonso started in the Super Cup. Chilwell also has to quote unquote rest from Europe, uh, from Euro Cups. Uh, again, he didn't even play enough for me to think he's going to get rested. But at six, if you're a, if you're not a starter with six dedicated to you, I I just don't understand. So um, Aspilicueta could be the obvious pick if you want to have a guaranteed starter at Chelsea. Um, but again, at six, I expect assists and goals and all kinds of things. And currently, Aspilicueta doesn't look the part. So it is what it is. I will ignore. And of course, Reece James would have been my preferred pick from Chelsea, but. Again, he's not a guaranteed starter. So a ton of investment for players you may not start. And then the obvious banter joke we have to make, obviously. Werner is now 9-9-M. Considering the amount of chances wasted, he really, honestly, had he been a sensible striker, could easily have been 12 this year if he had just done the needful with scoring some obvious sitters last season. Anyways, Lukaku is here to take all that at 11.5. So just do the needful, bring in Lukaku, and we move on. All right, uh, Crystal Palace, uh, Vieira has taken over. Obviously, the, again, the obvious answer there is Zaha. Just take Zaha and move on. Um, there's really nothing else to see at Crystal Palace. He's on penalties. He's their best player, ETC, ETC. Quick thing to mention, though, Guaita and Butland, 4.5. So they've now adjusted the goalkeeper price back down to 4.5. I think this might be where the value defenders might be. Um, certainly, Mitchell, 4.5 is a good one. Um, I would just stick with him of everybody else. Patrick Van Aanholt has left the club, so I don't see any competition for Mitchell at this time. So Mitchell might just be the pick um, if you want to try out Crystal Palace's defense and you just move on that way. All right, moving on. Everton, Southampton. Southampton obviously lost Danny Ings, so Shea Adams becomes the automatic talisman. And naturally, um, James Ward-Prowse is also the other guy to look at with his free kicks. Um, set pieces, corners, etc. Um, I would just ignore Southampton. I believe they also lose Investigard if they haven't lost him already. Um, so Southampton just look like they are being picked apart. Um, Vestergaard is five and he will be leaving shortly. So I wouldn't even just look at Southampton's defense. I think they're just going to be a shambles. That then gives us an opportunity at Everton with a bunch of players we can pick out from. Obviously Pickford in goal for Everton is a very different Pickford for England. Um, so at 5M, I wouldn't touch that. Uh, I wouldn't touch that guy. I wouldn't touch Pickford personally. I think there are better 4.5 goalkeepers that could give you better returns. Now, in defense, of course, you have to go Luca Dean. Luca Dean with his crosses, excellent. Now, the challenge is again, are they going to improve their defense? They've got Rafael Benitez now. I think so. I personally think so. And especially since they are playing Southampton at home 
and they've just been humbled by Manchester United 4-0, they should put out a good showing. Again, the caveat here is it's a new coach. He is expected to impress. I certainly think Benitez will find a way to do the needful. And Southampton don't look like they're ready for the season. They've just been picked for Danny Ings. They're about to lose their best defender in Vestergaard. I do not think Southampton look like they're ready. But again, stranger things have happened in FBL. So I would pick Luke Dean for that reason, just based on everything I've seen so far. But again, Everton's a new team and Pickford just doesn't look the same. So a wonder shot could just always beat him. Now, the other guy to also keep in mind, James Rodriguez at 7M. 7M. Now, he started off the season really, really well last year. Do not know what may happen this year, considering he is not Rafael Benitez's pick. He came specifically for Carlo Ancelotti. Now, how is he going to gel in this new system? We do not know. But I think he's still the best player at Everton. And so that warrants being considered. At 7M, may be worth watching. I would put him on a watch list for now. He's on a watch list. I'm not going to buy right away. I think that Southampton game will tell us a lot about James Rodriguez. Quite like him though. Uh, and so I will just keep watching. Now, the value pick actually from Everton is a gentleman named Damari Gray, 5.5. Had an amazing preseason, especially when they traveled, um, I can't remember where they went, I think it was to America. But Damari Gray played really, really well in preseason and is a new signing, a relatively cheap signing. So he's gone under the radar, 5.5. Someone that's high on my watch list. I initially had him actually. While I was trying to find funds for Lukaku, I initially had him, but I found a way to get better players. And so for now, he is the first on my watch list to make it swap. And I obviously announced my team shortly after, but Demari Gray is high on my list because he's bought specifically by Rafael Benitez. So I'm wondering what they want to use him for. They didn't have any wing players that played really, really well last year at Everton. And so he has been brought in as that solution. And so I want to see what he does. I quite like him, 5.5. I used to like him at Leicester. I just didn't like his end product. But it seems like when he went to Germany and played there in the Bundesliga, he improved his end product. And now he's been brought back into the Premier League. So, Demari Gray, keep an eye out. 5.5. Uh, in terms of forwards, though, obviously Calvert-Lewin coming back seems to currently have a knock at the time of recording. But I'm sure he should be fine. Richarlison also played in the Olympics. So, he will be back for sure. But we do not know if he will start the season. So, keep in mind for that. Uh, Richarlison 7.5, Calvert-Lewin 8.0, but I quite like Calvert-Lewin instead at 8.0. Leicester against Wolves is the next one. Of course, Jimenez, it's good to see him back fully fit and back in the Premier League. So, so nice. It's a nice, good story, feel good story uh, for Jimenez. Happy for him and his family. Uh, but keep in mind, 7.5, missed almost entirely the entire season last year. We still had four goals though. But again, keep in mind, Jimenez is at least a 10 goal scorer at the very minimum if he's healthy. Um, they play Leicester to start, 7.5. Of course, Triore is still there. and But now they've lost, obviously, their, goal, um, their coach. So it'll be interesting to see how this new Wolves team set up. Very, very interesting to see. I'm also curious to how Fabio Silva will step up considering he's had a full season under his belt as well. So that's on the Wolves side. Now, naturally, Leicester themselves, just a wonderful club um, at this current time. Of course, they won the Community Shield. Um, you've got Ihenacho at 7.5, who seems to be doing senior man things, still scoring, had his best ever Premier League season with 12 goals. I'm hoping that this is his complete breakout season. He had a breakout year last year, 
where he obviously just took over and kept on scoring. But we are hoping for him to have a breakout season entirely where he's clearly one of the better strikers in the league. Hopefully he can repeat his 12 goal tally, uh, if not more, considering he did that in a very short span of time last season. Vardy, obviously, is still the key man to have penalties, goals. Um, he hasn't scored less than 13 goals since 2016. Um, so every other season since, what, 2015, 24 goals, 13 goals, 20 goals, 18 goals, 23, 15. So um, Jimmy Vardy at 10.5, something to consider. Playing Wolves and they are at home. So I would consider Vardy. They did also buy a gentleman named Daka, um, Patson Daka, who has been brought in as well. Um, to supplement Vardy and Ihenacho in the striker position. Um, we haven't seen much of him yet, um, and so I don't have any judgment on him, but considering he's priced the same as Ihenacho, I'm expecting the FBL gods have seen something that we do not know. So we will find out soon enough uh, if Daka is really worth it compared to senior man Kelechi. Um, in the midfield, of course, you've got your usual suspects, Harvey Barnes and James Madison. I would go Harvey Barnes considering he just has a stronger hunger for goals. Um, I, I would just go Harvey Bound as a result. Madison, of course, is the better player. That is not in doubt. The better footballer. But again, um, Harvey Barnes just has an eye for goal and you have to obviously go where the points are. Um, so for that reason, I think I would go Harvey Barnes over Madison. But again, Madison is just so much more integral to everything Leicester do. Um, last thing to also obviously consider is T Yuri Tillemans in midfield. Um, Yuri Tillemans, 6.5. Keep in mind, he's further behind in the midfield, but he does score worldies. So if you like those kind of players, certainly do the needful. Now, obviously, their defense has been dismantled due to injury with Fofana, Justin, and Evans. And now also Castan not being fully ready, considering he was injured throughout uh, the Euros. So Timothy Castan would be my preferred player. But you can obviously go Pereira at 5.5 as well. He's an attacking defender. So Yonchu has been obviously upgraded to 5.0. He's one of their best defenders right now, considering everybody else is injured. And I did like how he performed last season as well. I think I quite like his style. Um, quick thing to also mention, Ryan Bertrand has been purchased from Southampton over to Leicester. So as I said already in earlier parts of the podcast, Southampton have just lost a significant amount of players. And it doesn't look like they're going to have a good start to the season. But anyways, uh, Ryan Bertrand brought over from Southampton to Leicester. And I believe he's now the ideal replacement for Chilwell, who left the season before. Uh, Watford against Aston Villa. Aston Villa have superbly recruited. Of course, you've got Danny Ings at 8M. You've got um, Emiliano Buendia, who's also joined over from Norwich. He is at 6.5. Um, and finally, you've got Leon Bailey, who was brought in from Germany at 6.5 as well. Now, quick thing to mention, El Ghazi remains the penalty taker. I remember watching their preseason game at home, and I can't remember the name of the Italian club who they played, but Danny Ings scored. Um, El Ghazi took the penalty while Danny Ings was on the pitch, and Ollie Watkins was also on the pitch at the same time. And still... El Ghazi took that penalty. So it is obviously clear El Ghazi is the preferred penalty taker. So keep that in mind when you are purchasing Danny Ings. If you're expecting him for penalties, I would put a word of caution. Now, on the flip side, El Ghazi could be a super sub, meaning Danny Ings then becomes the automatic penalty taker when, he is, when El Ghazi isn't on the field. So that is something to watch. And I will specifically be looking out for that 
in that Watford game. Of course, in defense for Aston Villa, they've got Martinez, probably in my mind, one of the better goalkeepers in the league who plays for a smaller club. But um, 15 clean sheets last season, just an amazing standout performance for me. And I think he deserves his flowers um, for 15 clean sheets playing specifically for Aston Villa. That is impressive and could have had even more if they had better defenders in front of him. Um, quick thing to mention, a lot of uh, Aston Villa defenders have now been upgraded to 5.0. A little rich for my thinking, but again, understanding what they did last season, it makes sense. Um, you've got Target at 5, Tyrone Mings at 5, Conte at 5, Cash at 5. My pick would be Target if you wanted to go for any of them, but I wouldn't be... Um, Terribly shocked if you go for cash instead, Mings or Konsa. But it would be for me in order of preference, Target, Matty Cash, Tyrone Mings, then Esri Konsa. That would be my order for picking out Aston Villa defenders. Now, on the flip side, Watford are back in the league. And, you know, Dan and Troy Deeney is obviously the talisman at 5.5. I think that price was a little bit disrespectful, personally talking. But at 5.5, is understandable. He plays for Watford after all. Um, again, he's the penalty taker. I think that 5.5 price is slightly disrespectful, but it doesn't matter. He's now back in the league. Naturally, the most dangerous player that the FBL gods have decided is Ismail Saar, understandably at 6.m. So he's the most expensive player from Watford. Um, I currently have Backman, who is their goalkeeper, as my backup. I think he's a really, really good goalkeeper, just supposed to play for a pretty poor team. Um, I don't expect much from him as a backup. I'm just going to use him, as, as I said already, as a backup. Um, in terms of their defenders, um, people to look out for, Danny Rose is the one I would look at at 4.5. I think that is severely undervalued, but again, he plays for Watford currently, so you need to keep that in mind. Uh, blitzing through the rest of the games, we've got Norwich against Liverpool. I think this is the one where a lot of captains will go. Um, obviously, the usual suspect, Salah, oh boy, Salah. I hope he has a better season this year. 12.5. And when I say better, keep in mind, this guy has scored consistently. The lowest he has scored since entering this league for Liverpool is 19 goals. I do want to mention this. He has scored a bare minimum of 19. This man is just the quintessential FPL essential. This guy, I don't understand where he's from. And this Liverpool system is just almost built specifically for him. 19 goals is the lowest since entering this league. We are talking 32, 22, 19, 22. That is just goals. Assists, 12, 12, 10, 6. Just to the needful. You don't want tears. Last year, he had a hat trick to start off the season. Even if for anything, it's a word of caution. Just, even if you're not going to captain him, I think you just leave him in your team and you move on. You try to do everything else around him. That is the way now. Of course, last season, I held on to him for an unreasonably long time than I usually would hold any player. And he did not pay off. Let me just say that he did not. But play Norwich, I just don't take those chances. I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> so, um, his counterpart that I brought in, of course, is Jota. I think Jota is going to be a striker playing as a midfielder. And at 7.5, I think he's the most valuable currently based on everything I expect of players. I think he, he could have had a better season last year. Of course, injury hampered um, and he only scored nine. And so thankfully he's 7.5. I really think his price should be closer to nine or 8.5 had he finished out the season. So injury has artificially depressed his price in my view. And I was even really thinking if I was going to go without Salah, you know, that thought always crosses in. If I was going to go a season, a season without Salah, Jota would be my answer. Of course, just you can offer me though, naturally. Uh, <laughs> 
In defense, Robertson is injured, so he will be back in September. Um, we hope he has a speedy recovery. But you just take Alexander Arnold as well. I think Arnold, similarly, just a wonder machine from midfield and uh, from defense. Um, eight assists, considering this is his worst season. Eight assists. This is his worst season that we've seen so far. Wow. <laughs> Alexander Arnold, man. So just going to leave him in there at 7.5 um, to the need for. Uh, Newcastle, West Ham. I. I think Joe Willock has now joined Newcastle. So that would be the only place I would look in Newcastle. And maybe Matt Ritchie. Matt Ritchie is now considered a defender. So he's an attacking defender at 5.0. That may be at best what I think of Newcastle. But other than that, I'm just going to ignore for now. Fabian Charles, another one. Uh, Jamel Lassell always gets injured. Dubravka and Dalu are both injured. So uh, Newcastle just, man, what a team. Um, the other thing to also mention, St. Maximan has now been upgraded to 6.5 as a striker. So he's nine forward. And of course, Callum Wilson is now 7.5 as well. He's their penalty taker. So Callum Wilson would be the other one to look at 7.5. A little rich in my view, considering. But yeah, he plays for Newcastle. But still, understandably, it is Callum Wilson. He's a consistent goal scorer. Western side, we're looking at Antonio. Just take Antonio. Um, I don't particularly like Suchek this year. 6. 6.0. Again, well, well understood and well earned considering what he did last year, 10 goals. But again, he's Suchek and he's a... He's essentially meant to be a box-to-box midfielder. Um, I don't expect he will do the same this year. I, I don't expect. But again, you know, stranger things have happened in football. Um, 6.0 seemed a little rich, in my view, considering you can get Cresswell for 5.5. Um, you can also get Sufal for 5.0. I am going Sufal personally. I think Sufal um, artificially should have had as much as Cresswell, but for whatever reason, his chances didn't get converted at the same rate as Cresswell. Keep in mind, Cresswell is also the corner kick taker, so he does have more chances to cross. Um, but still, I think Sufa will be the better pick for value. Again, if you need all these extra points, considering we cannot have Salah, Bruno, and Lukaku, and Kane, and any other, you know, Manchester City assets, and, you know, all these other man, you, you just got to pick your poison. So I had to take Sufa for that 0.5 to go get Lukaku. All right. And now, last game of the match day coming. Spurs against Manchester City. Oof, this one's going to be tough considering City are the team trying to recruit Harry Kane. Um, Son, obviously, is going to be um, the key man to look at there at 10.0. You've also got Harry Kane, who is at 12.5. Again, understandably, with all due respect, it is Harry Kane. doesn't really matter what club he plays for. He's going to do the need for, I think he's like number one in all the important stats except threat, something like that. That guy is just a monster. He hasn't scored below 17 since 2018. The rest of the time, 21, 25, 29, 29, 17, 18, 23. The guy is just ridiculous. So um, I, I just, you just give the man his respect. Understandably, 12.5, it makes sense. Um, but again, can you have Kane and somebody and somebody and Salah and Bruno you just have to pick a poison. And so for that reason, I have decided to forego Harry Kane to start. I want to see where he's at at the end of that transfer window. If he's off at Man City, then he's an automatic buy. It doesn't matter um, what the price is. You just, you have to kill somebody else in your team to get Harry Kane. It just, it just is. If he's playing for Man City, I'm so sorry. I expect 30 goals. Like it's just going to be a disaster for everybody else. Um, again, keep in mind, he has scored 29 twice. I want to highlight this. He has scored 29 goals in a season twice playing for Tottenham Hotspur. I cannot see him doing less than 30 if he moves to Manchester City. So that 12.5 will become a joke of a price if he moves to Man City. All right, on the Manchester City side, we've got obviously the Diaz's of the world in defense. 
We've got Edison, 6.0, just so expensive for a goalkeeper. Wow. Um, but of course, I'm going to go Gondawan. I think he's going to start off the season pretty well. Foden and Kevin De Bruyne are both seen as um, injuries. So right now they probably won't start. And that gives um, Gondawan an opportunity to roam in front to try to do some goals. Um, Rodri, obviously, is also going to be available fully. Fernandinho is also available. And of course, their only striker right now is Gabriel Jesus, considering Sergio Aguero has left. So Jesus, I'm not a fan considering, you know, he's only got what, nine goals, 14, seven. If you play for Manchester City, you should do a lot more than that. That's just my opinion, especially if you're the man. Um, but Pep has a laundry list of midfielders he'll probably play ahead of Jesus. So Ferran Torres at seven may end up being even a better pick than Jesus at 8.5. So just something to mention there. But for now, I'm going to go Gondawan. I think Gondawan is that guy coming out from deep. Um, and of course, Mares. I don't want to disrespect Mares at 9.0. He's currently the talisman um, at Man City until KDB comes back. Uh, of course, Sterling is also there, but I think Sterling is going to get some extra rest considering he played all through the Euro Cup. So that is your quick rundown of the game's coming every other podcast going forward will generally be a recap um just something to keep in mind um for the next couple of games we will be doing it match of the day style where after every game we'll look at maybe you should have captain this guy maybe you should have captain that guy uh, and of course we will learn with each coming game day who are the better captaincy picks who are the better players to watch for i personally try to watch as many as the game of the games as possible usually i should have the ability to watch them all but of course Stranger things happen in football where you cannot see them. You cannot catch everything. But if not, I will be sure to share what I found in the snats and some players who are taking ridiculous amounts of shots and those who are having ridiculous XGs, um, expected assists, expected goals, and teams that we should watch for from a stats perspective and obviously from an iPad perspective. And finally, we certainly have to go the risky perspective where it doesn't matter what the stats show, what the ISS show, a Bruno will always find a way to get points. Evadi will always find a way to get points. And obviously, Salah will find a way to get points. So those people we try to ignore based on stats, but the others who may give us a slight edge are the ones we're going to be looking for throughout this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I look forward to an exciting FPL season 2021-2022. I hope that you will be as competitive from the beginning till the end. And boys and girls, may your arrow be green. I'll see you next time. Thank you.